A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm so um, hot. You keep making me blush. It's just like... <laughs> I had to be fan on. I've got a fucking hangover sweats. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. In this week's episode, we are going to be looking at The Secret 2, Staying Productive in Lockdown, which I found pretty tricky. So I don't know about you, but some days I am super motivated, super productive. I want to reorganise something. I want to build something. I, I want to bake something. I don't know. I just feel like I've got all of this untapped energy and I want to use it all at once. But then other days, I have zero motivation to do absolutely anything. And even things I know I should be doing, I just can't seem to get up off the sofa and do them. Um, And I'm having probably more of the latter at the moment. And you'd think by this point, I would have sorted myself out and found some sort of nice routine. But no, no, doesn't seem to be happening. (laughs) So a little bit later, we're going to be welcoming the lovely Olivia Bowen. I think she's Olivia Bowen now. She used to be Olivia Buckland uh, from Love Island, who doesn't seem to be having a problem with staying productive. Um, In fact, quite the opposite. I feel like I look at her Instagram and I'm fucking knackered. I feel like she needs a break. (laughs) So yeah, she's going to be telling us how she manages to stay motivated in lockdown, as well as just a lovely little catch up. So keeping with the theme, I thought I'd talk to you about what I've been up to this week. It was, in fact, my last ever week of packaging those care package parcels, the isolation ones I do for the elderly. Oh, and it was so bittersweet. Like, obviously, it was so lovely to celebrate, like, the lovely work we've done for everybody, sense of pride, a sense of achievement. We sent out over 7,000 boxes over the course of lockdown to elderly people, to vulnerable people to a soup kitchen, to a high school that was in need. So yeah, we've done some great stuff. But at the same time, I kind of felt like I wasn't ready to properly say goodbye. But I don't I don't know when I would have ever been ready to properly say goodbye, I suppose. I think I'm a little bit addicted to helping people. So yeah, um it was it was a tough one. Things came to a natural end, I suppose. So that was that was a, a pretty big part of my week. What else? Oh, oh my God, I managed to see me mum. So I got a, a little bit of um a little bit of stick on social media <laughs> for going up and seeing me mum and my sister and my brand new niece who I'd literally only met once before lockdown, baby Navy. Um, but yeah, it was so wonderful and honestly so necessary for my mental health. And I'm sorry if anybody feels like I'm I sound like I'm being dramatic, but I'm not. It had been like four months and I know everyone can relate and I know everyone gets where I'm coming from. It was just getting so hard. And with everything starting to to loosen slightly and a sense of normality coming back, um, it felt like the right time and it was just so wonderful. We observed all correct social distancing restrictions and rules and guidelines, but it was just lovely to be in the the same city as them, for God's sake. 
I really have missed them. I cried loads. I'm such a fan. <laughs> Rather embarrassingly to admit, I um so I had uh, to say to have quite a good drink at the weekend. Um which I know what you're all thinking, God, you know. But uh, yeah, it was a good drink, put it that way. Um, I think it was just an amalgamation of stuff. Like obviously the isolation care package project is over. I was on a bit of a high after seeing my family. I don't know. It was just a couple of things. Anyway, I drank far too much. And now sort of three days after, I still have a hangover. A raging fucking hangover. And I just wondered... If I am the only one in her mid-30s, well, early 30s, let's be fair, who just can't handle it anymore. I used to be able, when I was at uni, to like go out four or five nights a week, still get up for my lectures the next day, be bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. It would only take a bacon sandwich for us to be firing on all cylinders again. And I'd be ready to go out again that night. But now, now that I'm in my 30s, no. Your average night on the lash takes us longer to recover from than having my minor surgery. I have zero motivation. I've ate every carb in Essex. And I cry at the drop of a hat and my body feels like I've been hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. I hate being 30. Come on, everyone else must feel like this too. I can't be the only one. Well, I might be the only one. Or am I just a really big whinge? Right, without further ado, then, now that I've finished whinging, it is time to welcome the wonderful Olivia Bourne to my podcast. So, Olivia, for those of you who have been living under a rock, is probably one of the most successful people ever to come out of Love Island. She is a super great influencer. She's married, of course, to Alex Bourne, who she met on Love Island, which I don't know if that does make them the most successful couple to come out of there. But they're definitely up there anyway. Um, she is an ambassador for all sorts of amazing brands. She's a TV presenter. She's just an all-round really great egg. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get her on. Well, hello and welcome, Olivia, to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. Thank you for coming on. Oh, my God, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Honestly, when you texted me to ask, I was like... I got really excited. I felt really special. But I'll be okay. Honestly, like, it was just a total no-brainer. You're so lovely. You're so chatty. You're one of my favourite women in the industry. Oh, Vic! Don't get me crying <laughs> live on air. <laughs> Thank you, babe. No, straight back at you. Thank you very much. Well, um, before we go any further, I think it's mm. only fair that I congratulate you on your new show. Oh! Thank you so much. I can't believe I could finally say. Honestly, I've been hiding it for about a year. And obviously, Second Chance Dresses was two years ago now. So right. I was waiting and waiting. Like, we've got to announce it. People think I've flopped. People think I've not got a second series. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was just so buzzing. And the fact it's in New York is, yeah, crazy. So thank so you. So for everyone who, everyone who might not have caught series one, tell her a little bit about Second Chance Dresses. So Second Chance Dresses is basically um, all about finding your perfect wedding dress. Um, but as the name kind of indicates, it's for secondhand dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously wedding dresses are so mega expensive um, and sometimes um, you want a designer that you can't afford necessarily first hand Um, so yeah it's just all about finding the perfect dress but for a much better price we have like three brides um three we have like one bride three sellers um Mm -hmm. 
and yeah they just try and get a bargain for their perfect dress it's just such a lovely sweet fun program um and i'm so excited that we've now got a boutique in new york and we're going to be dealing with u.s brides expat british brides so yeah it's pretty crazy it's such a lovely concept though like I just think weddings like people finding the happily ever after all that sort of stuff is super feel good but with the ad this like added extra factor is just lush yeah do you know what it's so nice because I think people are always you always worry about finding your wedding dress because it's that yeah. big thing even when I was trying mm. to find mine I was like oh my god everyone's gonna judge my dress like that's like one of the main things so to be part of someone's journey on finding their perfect wedding dress and oh my god some of the stories we had last time like heart-wrenching like just yeah. awful and some were really awkward where like they'd broken up with their husband now they got to get the dress sold or they never got married so there's sometimes like dodgy stories behind them yeah. um and I don't know if you sort of believe in like fate and things like that but so I, I thought some of the dresses had omens because <laughs> if, if they never got married I was like if you try that dress on and you like it what if it's an omen it's a bad omen and then that put people <laughs> off so yeah I'm like making them feel worse <laughs> oh bless you I mean I do think I do think you're the perfect host for this show. Your oh. wedding a couple of years ago, mate, was nothing short of unbelievable. How much fun, honestly. Like, it seems so weird that I was married two, nearly two years ago now. But it do was you feel amazing. old enough to be married, Liv? No, no. <laughs> Not, I don't think Alex is old enough to be married because he acts like a... You know him, he acts like a full-on child and he won't mind me saying. Even yesterday we was arguing about him gaming so much. I was like, you're on it for four hours a day. You're a kid. Like. But no, it is, it is weird. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, do you feel too young to be married? But then what is the right age to do anything? Do you know what I mean? Nah, like Exactly. In in the sense that I'm married and yeah, I could be too young, then I don't want people to think, oh, I'm too old to be married. Like, I don't want yeah. that. No, I know. I think like, and I'm a proper firm believer, like I'm a big advocate for this and I say it all the time. Like you've just got to trust in your own journey and have like yeah. some, some faith. Um, and I don't think there is a right time or a wrong time to do anything anymore. Um, and I do get that the societal pressure and everything. But as long as you're staying true to yourself and doing what feels right for you, then honestly, I just feel like fuck everything else. Well, exactly. <laughs> because I feel I 100% agree with you, especially like well, we're very much on Instagram all the time. And you see people doing certain things at certain ages. And I think yeah. that's where the pressure comes from. But I, I never had the pressure to get married. I was the opposite. I didn't want yeah. to. I didn't want to get married at all. Really? Was <laughs> he the one putting the pressure on? Well, it wasn't necessarily that. It was just when I was in Love Island, I remember there was a clip and I was like, I just don't want to get married. It's just not something. I don't know whether that was because like my parents didn't like their marriage didn't work out. So maybe yeah. you sort of stem from that. But I just was never bothered. I was never one of them girls that dreamt about their dream venue or their dream wedding dress. I just didn't want it. But when obviously I think until you find the right person then you start to feel that way so I think he was the reason yeah yeah but then it makes sense like I think you can you completely um you emulate the love you've you've seen at home and if that didn't work out for your mum and dad you're understandably going to be hesitant but Alex just yeah. was the one for you and everything fell into yeah. place I think it's so true like you just kind of you have to like write your own story don't you and I so love that we're we're able to do that and show that on Instagram as well because like I said so much pressure to get a house or the right job and like I have friends that aren't married I have friends that don't have babies and I think it's so nice to have them people around you to ground you 
Oh yeah, we will get, we will talk about babies in the future because I feel like this is something you're going to have a lot to say on. <laughs> I just widened my eyes. No one can see that. My eyes just. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely need to touch on that. <laughs> but I just wanted like it doesn't feel as though you and Alex had the smoothest ride. Like obviously now you're couple goals. You're two of my like you're one of my favorite couples. You're arguably the most successful couple to come out of Love Island, both professionally and in a personal sense. But it wasn't always plain sailing, was it? It wasn't. I don't think any <laughs> relationship starts. Like, do you no. know what? It is funny that like, when you say that, because obviously Love Island, we had a bit of a bumpy ride, of to say the least. <laughs> no innuendos meant by that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I suppose, I, ju- I just don't think any relationship starts like a fairy tale. I don't know whether that's just me in my life. Nah, I agree, mate. And I, I don't think any relationship is completely plain sailing either. Um, and mm. I'm like... I mean, I've had my fair share of fucking uh, (laughs) unsuccessful relationships. (laughs) We shall not name them. (laughs) Let's just put it like that way. But like, understandably, when I met Erkan, I was just super hesitant. Um, And it wasn't the the most, um, I I think, romantic of starts mine and Erkan's. But if we look where we are now, like, I really don't think it matters. It's obviously, Mm. I just think every relationship's different and it doesn't have to be smooth sailing and romance from the very start and rose petals everywhere for it to be a really healthy successful relationship um exactly i just i love the fact that you and erkan together you two are so cute i can't (laughs) he's so nice i just had to jump off but before everyone before me and uh, olivia started this podcast they were getting all the technical side sorted and i just had to run off because erkan had no uh no no towel in the bathroom so I've been running around, <laughs> running around trying to find him a towel oh, he would have been the star of the show on our zoom call if they come out and found a towel <laughs> just his little ass in the background of our zoom <laughs> so yeah please that could help them out there <laughs> um yeah so go on when you, you and alex have been together for about is it three years now god is it more um four years now <gasps> Congratulations, me! Hell, I've—I had literally had never—I never thought that would happen to me. I think the reason why our journey in Love Island was so bumpy at the start, you know, a lot of people remind me of that um, on a daily basis. Um, But no, (laughs) do you know what? Like, I think a lot of people are confused because obviously it's a reality show and you don't see everything. Um, So at the start, a lot of people don't realise me and Alex were trying to stay friends because we were very similar. We both went out a lot. Um, yeah. we both you know we weren't angels before we yeah. went into Love Island and we were both <laughs> like that so it's, it was kind of like trying to trying to understand that we actually really liked each other but we didn't want anything to happen because we'd been so used to being in off the cuff relationships that weren't really relationships yeah um so that was kind of why it started how it did in Love Island because yeah. neither of us wanted to commit um we just mm. kind of wanted to be like, oh, it's friends with benefits. We're just, you know, chilling. It's just a reality show. Yeah. And more so every day, we started to scare ourselves because we realised how much <laughs> oh, we liked each other. Yeah. And then it, it hit me before it hit him um, yeah. that, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be in love with this guy. He's going to, yeah. Oh, God. Was, how scary was, was that realisation? Were you petrified oh. when you felt that? Honestly, I've got a dry mouth now. <laughs> I just think like I, I've been treated so crap in the past by um, an ex who was just an absolute arsehole, like <laughs> horrible, horrible person. Um, 
so trying to trust someone like after that it's difficult it's so right it's yeah so hard. you just yeah. constantly think the same thing's going to happen again and for a while i used to um tarnish alex with the same brush and think that yeah. he'd do the same thing to me whereas he has not got that bone in his body nah. um so yeah it was a struggle at first but then he i think in Love Island, when there was a guy called Adam come in that asked to go on a date with me, and that's uh-huh. when he realised that he liked me because he got so jealous and fuming. Yes. And then from that point, we were like, okay, this is this is a bit more than friends with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. Uh, I think because um, obviously I was. I was watching that series. Like, I think that was the series. Oh, so much, Liv. Like, that's, and I don't want to sound like a fangirl here, but there's literally no shame in my game. Yours was my favourite series. Like, obviously, Uh, Alex was in, Scotty was in. So I had like a couple of me pals went in. Like, yeah, and you were so relatable. You were such a girl's girl. I loved Malin as well. And there was just so much Mm. drama. Um, But yeah, like I could see you were fighting against it and you were trying to be too cool for school and just... (laughs) You could obviously say you'd been hurt before and you were just trying to keep them a little bit at arm's length, but you just... You almost could tell the moment everything changed and it was lovely to see. And I think out of anyone on that show, you two deserve this little happy ending you've got because it wasn't easy for you. Thank you, babe. Yeah, it wasn't. And you know what? It's not even just the relationship side of Love Island that was hard. It was like being in there as your sole person and having to just reconnect with actually who you were because you didn't have anything else you don't have your phone you don't have your family Mm. your friends you don't have anything to distract your attention from who you are as a person and how you connect and react to situations um before I went in I was so like I had no patience I could be quite nasty and I read a book I tell everyone I read a book um I have to find out the name of it um (laughs) and it just it's a chimp paradox Paradox, oh, it's called. No. Um, oh my god, what the hell? For everyone who obviously is listening to this podcast and not privy to our Zoom call, um, I'm showing Liv a copy of the book. I'm reading it at the moment. What that that is really, really weird. So freaky face, oh Liv. My god, that's face. Really, that I love things like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're gonna love that so much because okay. that is the book that changed my outlook and on how to deal with situations and how yeah. to control certain sides of my personality that weren't so favorable um Mm -hmm. and then it changed the way that I acted in Love Island and then look look what happened do you know what I mean yeah like the nation fell in love with you Liv oh no I'll cringe (laughs) (laughs) no we did though you were super you were cute as a bunny in a bow tie oh stop it you (laughs) blushing <laughs> no, you deserve it, but I will stop. Uh, I will stop. I know it can be embarrassing. <laughs> um, I think. I think reality TV is a really hard medium. Unless you've been through it, it's it's dead hard to explain. Um, it's I, I, like for me, I had some of the best moments of my life have came from reality TV. Things like the jungle, my experience with MasterChef. But then there's been some really low moments for me. Like I completely struggled with my journey on. Um, Geordie Shaw and um, it it showed me some of the worst traits I had and um, allowed me to see myself like to see some of the things I really didn't like about myself as well amplified Uh, did you find that with Love Island I don't know it's a hard one I I watched like you watched Love Island I watched Geordie Shaw and it Mm. I remember like 
watching and, and can see I could see I think I've always been like an empathetic person I could see how you were and I can yeah. see how different you are now and it's it's actually so nice I know it's hard to have that like path behind you but it's so nice to see how you've grown as a person yeah and I think that's what we have to remember for each other that we are we're meant to grow we're meant to change and we're, we were all you know 20 once we were all 18 once we all had moments that we're not particularly proud of I think yeah with Love Island I, I, I'm kind of proud of the person that I was. There's some things that maybe I wouldn't do now that I'm 26. <laughs> More the physical <laughs> side of things. Oh, um, we've all been there, Liv. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, do you know what? I'm the kind of person that um, doesn't really regret much just because I believe in the butterfly effect 100%. Um, that's how I live my life, like in line yeah. with the butterfly effect. I just feel like if I had done anything different, if I had said anything different, although it, it may not be where right you at the are time... Now. Yeah, yeah. It, it got me where I am. Um, so I, I can't regret anything I did, but I'm not the 21-year-old anymore. I'm the 26 and 27-year-old that's been through more. And Was that how old you were in Love Island, Liv? Were you 21? Yeah, 21 no. or 22. Yeah, it was a baby. <laughs> that's ex- so, so weird. Same age as me when I was in Geordie Shore. Oh, really? See, that's, that's the ha- thing. Yeah. And that's what reality tv is about that and it's grasping and it's escapism and it's about how you are at that age and I'm probably not as interesting now at 27 as I was at 21 in a different way like I'm now into sofas and kitchen tiles (laughs) so am Um, I I'm absolutely obsessed with with house porn that oh is my god, your flat is so beautiful as well. The apartment that you're in now. Oh my god. Thanks, Liv. I'm gonna talk to you all about your house as well because you're doing <laughs> such a lovely job on that. But yeah, I think um I think that's the thing with reality TV and it, it sort of catches you and for most people mm. at that age where you are sort of a little bit wild and mm. you are finding yourself and you are doing that like self-exploration. So you probably wouldn't do the things that you do when you're 26 or when you're 30 or whatever. And I think the people who put in reality TV shows know that as well. Yeah, and it is interesting. It's fun to watch. I still watch Love Island. I love it. I adore it. And I, like I said, I watched Geordie Shaw. I was a sucker for all programs like that. And it is, it's fun to watch. But I think, I think it's hard for the person when they get older and see themselves out like that. Most people delete their pictures after a night out. We can't necessarily <laughs> like, go and erase what happened. <laughs> I, know. I know what you mean. I think everyone always goes to me, bit like whenever I do a live, there's always someone who goes, why don't you go back on Geordie Shaw? We miss you. And I think, because I'm Aww. fucking 32, hun. <laughs> I'm 32. I had a drink on Friday night, right? It's what, Tuesday now? I still feel like a bag of shit. Still, still just want to eat everything. Oh, it's age live. Wait, look I at can't. Do you know what? I was like, when I was like 22, I was like, that's never going to be me. Like, I'm never going to be one of the people that has hangovers. And now I'm looking back at her and I'm like, what a twat. What a twat. <laughs> yeah, I've shown you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh honestly I, I don't I don't think I I think I've probably thought exactly the same thing it's just that real kind of like ignorant confidence you have as like an early mm. like someone in the early 20s but yeah I've became I'm absolutely the person that I promised myself I would never be like mm. I get excited when I get to open a new sponge like you know a scourer 
Like, honestly, I get my jollies when, you know, your scourer's getting low and you're like, fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm having a new one. I'm going to open it. And you get it out and it's just so clean and spongy. And, oh, yeah, that's, you know that's how I get my kicks. I feel that. I feel that in my soul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are so not cool anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not cool. And as well, I'm one of those people who's like, when you have people around and they're sitting on me sofa and I'm just looking at them like, Oh, please don't spill anything. Like, I'm just staring at them with their corks. Like, really? Would you not rather be more comfortable with a lemonade? <laughs> it's so, so weird. Person. How have you got I love it. I love it's it. Snuck up on I with. think it's so nice. I just, like, I used to look at my mum and be like, I don't, am I going to be like that? I can't believe it because I'm at 18 sitting here. Like, and then you look at your mum and you're like, I'm turning into her. Like, I'm my 110%. Oh, 110%. Do you ever catch yourself it's saying cute. something? And you think that's me, mum. My mum. Yeah, and gets people pissed. tell you that they're like, yeah. oh, mum. You you look like your mum. You sound like your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever my mum has a drink, live right. And we, my sister, used to take the mick out of her for years because of this. But she'd just go, no matter what you said, she'd go, eee, I know, scary. That was <laughs> that was what she'd say. That was the answer to everything. Think. Yeah, that was the thing. And I caught myself saying it on Friday night, and honestly, my face <sighs> just fell. I was like. I am my fucking mother. That is so cute, though. See, I Scary. love that. I think it's, it's such a nice little um, little thing for your mum to see as well. Like, yeah, that's my daughter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Delon Grant, and I'm Francesca Ramsey, and together we host the podcast "Let Me Fix It." Each week, we explore something from the past, and then we pitch how to fix it for today. But forget about the past. Let's talk about the new show of the moment. Delon, did you get a chance to watch the new Queenie trailer I sent you? How dare you send me this amazing <laughs> show that took me back to every messy breakup I've ever had. Thank God I had you through my 20s. Now, you could not pay me to go back and relive those days, but thankfully, we will be living as Queenie navigates her messy 20s. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. I don't like getting older. Have you, do you feel better now you're older? I do. So the, for me, it's it's been bittersweet. Um, mm. I think a couple of years ago when I was getting older and actually I was like 31. So one, I think once, I think 30 is fine um, because yeah. it's exciting and it's a big number and you have a big birthday and all the rest of it. Um, but turning 31, I was in like, not in the place where I thought I was going to be live. Of course, I was single. I'd had like loads of prof- like personal upheaval. And I just, I was a bit scared. I, I didn't yeah. think I was sort of in the phase in my life that I felt I should be. Um, yeah. But now coming up to 33 and I've got a lovely boyfriend, a lovely house. I like me job. I've got great family and friends. Now I feel like I'm slightly... I'm slightly better about about getting older. Yeah. And I don't think it's so much an age thing. I think it's where you're at. I think that's what affects you more. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, it links back to what we said about like being a certain age when you do certain things. Yeah. And even, even for you, who like the amount you accomplished before you were 30 is absolutely insane. And you're still sitting there like, I wasn't at a point that I wanted to be. And it's the society pressures that you get, the marriage, the kids, all of that jazz that you felt you didn't have at that point. But you didn't need to feel that. But 
I completely get why you, why you do. But it's so nice, like I said, now to see you at 30. Are you 32? 33? 32, but I'm thinking I'm going to stay 32 this year because... I just don't, yeah, I feel I like I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not accepting this as a proper year. <laughs> no way am I going to be 33. So I think I'm just going to be 32 like again. We've missed out. We've missed yeah. out a whole, whole year. It doesn't count. Stay 32. I agree. That's it. I'll let, I'll let yeah. you have it. Thanks, Liv. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about society pressures, I was going to wait till I brought this up, but I did see your last, your last series on TLC, which I loved, by the way. Um, and I think, you brought up a lot of stuff that a lot of women your age, my age, will be feeling. Um, and it was sort of like the pressure to have kids, right? Mm. So you are being t- married Alex for two years. He's yeah. a proper healthy, proper happy relationship. Honestly, guys, if you see them in real life, like obviously we can tell a little bit from Instagram, right? But I have never seen two people so in love, so in tune with each other and just so fucking right for each other. So oh, you are pretty sickly. Um, and everyone would, <laughs> everyone would just assume kids were on the cards. But you're not ready, are you, mate? Do you know what? It's been like a long process for me because, again, I wasn't the marriage kids kind of person. So I could, I, and I think it was because of my treacherous relationship I had before that I was just, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't want kids. I couldn't see it happening. I didn't believe that I should. Um, and then when I met Alex, it still didn't change and he really wanted a kid. So I think that sort of pushed me away a little bit as well. Um, I'm the kind of person that when someone tells me to do something, I like to do the opposite. <laughs> so so <laughs> the, more people, yeah, the, more, the more people were like, oh, when are you going to have a kid? The more I wanted to go against it because I felt mm-hmm. like I was being pressurized from, of course. from every angle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really know why. I, it's just not something that felt um, a necessity to me at that point in my life. Like, again, I was 23, like, as I had come out of Love Island and me and Alex got engaged. So I was very young when people started suggesting to have kids. And, like, I just feel like it's not a necessity for women anymore to no. get married and have kids. Like, we're not just baby makers. We have careers. Breeders. We want to do... <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I mean? We're not we're not just there for that. And I do think as the world changed and as religion hasn't become so prominent, I think that whole situation is changing. And I think I was very for that. But having said that, I've become very broody within the last six months. No! What the hell? <laughs> I know. And like it is to do with age. I think I'm just yeah. growing up and I'm just becoming in a position in my life where I've done a lot and I've been very happy with where my career's been and where I'm going that I now feel comfortable with it and I don't feel the pressure from outside. Yeah. You're um, just feeling a bit but, more settled in yourself. Yeah, yeah. And like we just come out of a reality show and we are in this fun, new, exciting relationship and I didn't feel like we needed a third person in our relationship. And I don't know, I don't know if any other women feel this, but I was like, oh my God, am I going to lose him to having a kid? Like, am I going to become second best? And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready to be second best. I don't, I mean, that's a really hard pill to swallow, like regardless of what age you're at or what stage in your relationship you're at. I think speaking of someone who doesn't have kids, I can only comment like to a certain extent, but I do Mm. feel like, yes, it's a huge amount of pressure and yes, it adds a lot of strain to a relationship, but it it, it 
changes the dynamic irrevocably yeah. forever and something else does become more important like yes mm. you're still husband and wife or yes you're still partners for life but that little bundle Mm. is is what has to be the most important thing and i do think you have to be ready for that it's not a decision you should take lightly so i think fair play to you for resisting yeah. the pressure and doing you but also let's talk more about the fact <laughs> that you might want one <laughs> get in no, i just don't know do you know like you said i wasn't ready at that point we was in a fresh relationship and i wanted all the attention i'm not like i'm not gonna lie about that i i own it own it and I like I like having the full attention from Alex because yeah. we were we are so in love and we were in a fresh relationship. And as you grow and as you get older, that dynamic does naturally change. And now I feel like our dynamic, we're quite happy to have an extra love in there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's a weird, it's a weird You've thing. Got... I've never ex- yeah, go on. No, no, no. I was going to say it's it's just you've got enough love to give, and you are comfortable yeah. enough in your relationship. Like I do think it's nice you have have had a bit of time on your own to just like explore mm. yourselves and travel and get your house and everything. Like it's lovely, and I think yeah. that's. I don't think I you think should move too fast. Good. Yeah, I agree. I think I know. Like obviously, we always said if it ever happened um, as an accident, we'd a hundred percent. You know, we love each other. We'd a hundred percent have child, and that would be it. But in in personal. In a, on the personal side, I wanted to get to where I am and I felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't do that um, with a child. And I know some people do, which I'm in mm-hmm. awe of because I mm-hmm. honestly don't understand how people have <laughs> careers yeah. and, have, and have babies. And I think even though I am becoming broody now, um, I'm still scared of mm. letting go of my individuality and then having someone else to care for, even though I still want to be selfish for my career and things like that. So mm. it's a bit of a two-minded thing. We definitely yeah. do, but yeah. I'm still frightened of doing it. I don't know if you ever stop being frightened, you know, and like, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if you should because it's a huge thing. Mm. Like, I, I think there's, so as a woman, like I would hate to be defined just by my relationship. Mm. I would hate to everyone to be like, oh yeah, she's so and so's wife. Or do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I love being like Vicky Patterson. Like, I love being who I am. Um, mm. And I think what the risk is for someone like me or like you who has who has always like strived to be very independent and be successful within our own right is that we'll just have a baby and all we'll be known as is a mother. Yeah, I it know. Takes I think away that might be it. Yeah, it takes away a lot of, I think and it can take up so much of your identity if you let it. But there's so many successful women out there who are just doing it mm. all, aren't there? Yeah, and I think that's, you know what, that's a plus about Instagram that I've kind of loved. I've seen so, I've followed a lot of people recently and seen a lot of mums with their babies and they're still themselves. And actually I've seen yeah. it most recently in one of my best friends. Um, she had a baby girl a few months ago. Um, uh-huh. And I think seeing my best friend still be the person she was before her daughter has made me realise you don't, you can be yourself. You don't change. I think that was always an irrational fear. I mean, mm-hmm. she's changed, but for the better, but she's still her silly, immature self to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it, I thought I'd lose that maybe in having mm-hmm. a kid. And she's kind of proved to me that you, you can be yourself and still have a child. Like, don't be fearful. 
Oh God! Who would have thought it? Vicky Patterson, the secret too, where everybody comes to just reveal all of the big <laughs> news. Liv, can I be godmother? Sure. <laughs> yes. yes. No yeah, one's ever trusted I, me before. I trust you. I feel like we're too similar. Like it'll just be, it'll be the same. I'm just as Yay. bad as you. You're just as bad as me. <laughs> oh, I feel like I may cry. No, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> it is weird though. Like we, we catch ourselves talking about it, talking about baby names and yeah. I just want to get, obviously I've got this um, presenting job in New York with second chance yeah. dresses. So I need to get that sorted out the way and we'll see yeah. what happens. That's it. Exactly. Just just take every day as it comes, mate. But that's just such amazing news. Yeah. You are having a bit, a, br- a bit of a bit of a, like despite everything else that's going on you guys seem Mm. to be having a pretty amazing year like just one look at your instagram live is enough to make me feel inadequate how do (laughs) you how do you do it all this is what i've been dying to ask you like are you not tired live i see i do you know what i don't i've got this weird thing i don't feel like i'm ever doing enough and I compete against myself constantly and I can't believe you've said that because it doesn't recollect with me I don't feel like I'm doing that much um my mom's always said this to me she's always like you burn the candle at both ends and you do not stop but I I don't see it I, I don't know I don't for anyone who doesn't follow Liv on Instagram, first of all, you should. She's super real, super genuine, very authentic. Um, and it's just like a nice positive page to follow. But a, but basically, like I had a quick snoop before today's podcast. <laughs> and you'd like, so she has just recently moved house. They are undertaking a massive, massive renovation of that. She's like an ambassador for a fitness app. She's got a wicked body, healthy relationship, mom to two little fur balls. She's like an influencer. She's got this brand new presenting job. Like, Liv, you are, trust me when I say it, you are doing enough, hun. You're doing enough. <laughs> I, I know. It's like, when you say it like that, it is pretty ridiculous. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm do- I'm just... Uh, wired that way I just like to work hard but your question are you tired yes <laughs> I'm always <laughs> tired <laughs> but you know it, it does look, I suppose it doesn't look that way on Instagram because I often post and there's doing lots of bits and bobs and styling and things but I do have days where I do absolutely f all I just lie in my own own my own shit and don't do anything and like there is days like that I don't I'm not always on the go um but I think I I think I just like being busy I think it keeps my mind busy rather than if I I think if I'm stagnant and I'm not doing anything I tend to be more anxious because I tend to have more headspace to think so I like to fill up my head with everything possible so I can't think about anything else yeah no honestly that makes perfect sense and I can I can really relate Liv it's it's very like you could have been me speaking there I honestly (laughs) believe the devil makes work for idle hands Um, and I've said this a couple of times before and if I if I allow myself um too long to stop oh my gosh did you hear my tummy there I had your tummy or your butt (laughs) <laughs> it was my tummy. It was such a big grumble. <laughs> I need my breakfast. No, so yeah. So um, uh, if I am not um always trying to progress or keeping myself busy, and mm-hmm. um, I do think then certain dark thoughts and certain 
like anxieties can creep back in. So mm. I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, and it's good that you do still take time from yourself. I've, I've got a life coach live, right? And he said to me, mm. yeah, yeah, I honestly would recommend it to everyone. He's called Bill. We've had him on here. He's the nicest man. Um, yeah, he recommends, and it sounds to me as though you're doing this without my advice anyway, but certain times you'll have you'll have days and they're just number four days. So they're go, go, go. You've got like a photo shoot, you've got filming, and then you've got like an Insta Live and you've got a big event on the nighttime. It's a four day, loads of pressure, mm-hmm. loads of anxiety, loads of stress, really full on. And then you'll have number three days and that'll be slightly less intense, but still mm-hmm. busy. And then you'll have number two days, which is just maybe a phone interview and a, a trip to mm. the gym and a spray tan. But then inter, intermixed with all of those days, you absolutely need to have number one days. Days mm. where you do just sit and wallow in your own filth and watch Netflix and eat Doritos and don't feel bad about it. Are you having enough number one days, Liv? I absolutely love that analogy. Oh my God, I'm going to use this so much in my life. <laughs> I think I, I don't really have... For me, I feel like when I have a day, a one day, a day one, what way around is it? Um, one day, have, day ones, day ones, day ones. When I have a day one, um, <laughs> I just feel unaccomplished, and I know yeah. that people, I I know that it's it, it's me that has that issue that like I can't stop. Um, but so after I've had one of them days, I end up feeling guilty about it. And I, I know I really shouldn't, but I know a lot of people feel like that, but um, it's just something you have to practice and really try and keep and keep doing. Like I, I just don't feel like our job is hard, but to a lot of people that, you know, do a lot harder jobs, I feel like I don't deserve that because we're so lucky to have what we have and do what we do that, I, yeah it is that I'm like how do I deserve to have a day off when I do styling videos or and then there's someone working 12 hour 12 hour 15 hour shifts like I think that I think that's what it is and I know we shouldn't feel like that because our jobs are difficult mentally um but yeah it just maybe that's what it is I'm going to give myself some more day ones one day absolutely (laughs) yeah you need you need to because it's important because it'll mean when you do have your day fours that you are working at your best Mm. you can't pour from an empty cup Liv it's so true (laughs) I love this you've given me this new outlook on how I do my week I'm so having more of those days now I'm treating myself (laughs) good for you well I'm having such a lovely time catching up with your petal but um I think maybe that's it for part one um we'll welcome you back in part two amazing sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.